Before we get started, I wanted to let you know about our monthly membership called the High Risers Club. Building upon the foundation of our program, Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors, the High Risers Club is designed to help members gain a more expansive knowledge of and confidence around the most important aspects of commercial real estate. Each month, we'll take a deep dive into one specific commercial real estate topic, and you can join me and my team live every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time to learn and answer your questions. To sign up, click the link in the show notes or go to coachjeffwright.com slash the High Risers Club. Hi, this is Coach Jeff Wright. And in my podcast, Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors, we will take a deep dive with industry experts into different aspects of commercial real estate. My ultimate goal is to give you the knowledge, confidence, and belief that you can transact commercial real estate at a high level, just like you do with residential real estate. Welcome everyone to Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors. In this segment, we have our guest that we've been calling him the mindset guy, Mr. Ed Schultick. I want to say welcome, Ed, first. Thanks, Jeff. Great to see you again. Great to see you. Ed, for our audience, part of what you've done for my team for many, many years is not only have you talked about the mindset part, that we've got to go through to achieve higher levels of success. But you've also talked about the sales process. Mm. You've talked about the company that you've been affiliated with and had a franchise with, Sandler, has these rules. Mm. And with those rules, it deals with different aspects of the sales process overall. So what I thought we would do today and build on a series of these for our audience is talk about some of those rules. And what I'd like to do is just start with some of the rules that literally, I'm gonna call them for the general sales process overall. And I'm gonna look at just in the book that you have of these Sandler rules. The one I wanna start with is in the book, it's called rule number three, and that's no mutual mystification. And I want you just to unpeel that, if you will, unwrap it for our audience. What does that mean and why is it important? So you mentioned an interesting comment about sales. And, you know, if you look at any function in a company, every function has some set of processes that they follow, except for the sales function. And in fact, if you look at universities today, very few even offer a course on selling. But yet all of us, when we graduate, have some kind of selling to do. So unfortunately, what happens is we launch into our careers with very little knowledge of how to sell. And we actually end up thinking, well, what selling is, is me telling you all about me versus me understanding what you need. So it's totally backwards. I have no idea what your pain may be, but my instinct is, well, I should be talking because I know you need to know about my product. So let me just start there. And of course, as we're doing that, the person you're calling on is wondering, why are you talking about this stuff? You don't even know what my problem is yet. So no mutual mystification is about why would we go into a situation that you haven't identified what the person's issue is and try to connect a solution that you have no idea connects to the person's problem. 
So you're actually walking into this situation blindly. And while you and I are talking like that, the other person's thinking, well, this doesn't solve my problem. Why are you even talking about it? So there's this mystification. So how do you get around that? One thing you can do in the very beginning is you set an upfront contract up. And it sounds like this. Jeff, I appreciate the time that we're going to spend today. I think we said we were going to spend about 30 minutes. Is that correct? Yes or no? Naturally, I know you have some things you want to ask me. Obviously, I need some things I need to ask you, so I hope you don't mind. I think at the end, you'll know what you want to do. And if you want to move forward, we'll do so. If you don't feel comfortable with it, it's okay. You can just tell me it doesn't fit. Now, what I just said, basically, is the agenda for this call. I certainly thank you for your time. I confirmed how much time we're going to have with each other. I recognize that you have things you want to ask me. So I'm going to start with your needs first, not me talking about me. Then I have some things I want to ask you, and I asked your permission. Hope you're okay with that. And then I gave you the right to decide what you want to do at the end. You'll know what you want to do at the end. And if it doesn't fit, you can tell me that. So it takes the pressure off of your prospect because they then feel, oh, I can say no then at the end of this if I don't like it. Or I can say yes. And it takes the whole mystery out of what's going to happen over this next 30 minutes. So that's what the content is behind that rule of no mutual mystification. So I want to play back for our audience some of the comments we've made as we've talked about other things in some other segments because they all tie together. So what I just heard you say is I just heard you say that there's a process and that process is, was geared at giving them permission to ask questions to feel comfortable with that. Well, I know that a couple things you've pointed out that we've got to always keep in mind is that our client, whoever we're meeting with, is very early in the process trying to figure out if they can trust us or not. You also said that, you know, it's almost like, why are we here? What can we do to help you? Mm. And that's really geared at what you were just saying, the pain in some of those questions. And the last part of it that I just want to keep reminding everybody is our ultimate goal is to be looked at as a trusted advisor, somebody right. that they're comfortable with. You know, last comment I'm going to make for on to the next rule is, you know, I'll never forget you talking about keeping people okay, making them people okay in their own space. And so just the way you set that up by giving them permission to ask questions and getting permission from them for us to ask questions really sets that stage to be able to do all that. So that's great. So the second one, and, and I made some notes from the rules in the book. The second one I want to talk about is rule number 38. And that rule number 38 says the prospect brings you is never the real problem. That's 38. So can you elaborate on that? Let's suppose someone was wanted to list their, their property. You and I might approach that, especially the more experience we have, actually, the more dangerous we are. Because I will walk into that assuming I know what you want, because I have all this experience. 
So I'll make these assumptions and I could be way off on why you're thinking about listing this business or, or listing a residence for sale. So the prospect, when you say, well, why are you thinking about moving now? The prospect typically will tell you a little bit of the answer, but it's typically not the real reason. Let me give you an example. Let's suppose this was a commercial property. And you said, well, Ed, why am I thinking about listing the property? And I would say something like, well, I think the place has just gotten a little small and, you know, our business is growing. And, you know, I think we need a, a little larger enterprise to operate out of. Meanwhile, what the real reason is, is the safety in that area is not what I want it to be. And I actually am losing customers. Now, I don't start with telling you that right away. I give you this other reason. You might think it's real because you asked me a question and I gave you an answer. So you're starting to think, oh, you just need a larger commercial space. Okay, well, I can probably satisfy that. And while you're walking down that road, trying to prove that you have a piece of property for me, what's in my head is the problem is I'm not safe here. My customers are not feeling safe here. I'm losing traffic. So I have to get to a place where I feel my customers are much more safe. But I don't tell that to you. I give you this reason at the front end, which is a little bit, yeah, I want a little larger place, but it's not the real reason why I'm leaving. So don't grab the first thing. What you want to do is ask a question about, well, tell me a little bit more about that. What do you mean you need a little larger space? At some point in time, as you're asking questions, they will come back around and say, well, let me tell you, you know, here's the other reason that I, that's really bothering me why we need to move. And they'll tell you the real reason. And while you're having this back and forth dialogue, you're actually bonding with this person. You're not bonding when you're talking, you're bonding when you're listening. And it's important to get the other person talking. So you ask a question, you don't accept what they said right away at, face value. There's always a reason behind what they said. And until they're comfortable with you or me, they won't tell you the real reason. They'll just float this little trial balloon out there, right? And sometimes we grab the trial balloon and we end up on the wrong road and it turns into a no sale. Yeah. Yes, I reflect back on things that we've done. I remember, and I don't know if you taught me this or if my mother taught me this, but I remember that old expression that there's a reason why God gave us two ears and one mouth, that we should spend a lot more time listening. So I think it's real important for all of us. But I think one of the things I've learned from mistakes that I've made over time as newer agent, now 40 plus years in the business, is not going deeper with them to really mm -hmm. make sure you understand because if you are able to ask a question further about something they've said and get them to elaborate more i know it's always allowed them to paint a better picture for us mm -hmm. and many times the truer story comes out for what's there so let's go on to the third one so in the sandler world we call it rule number 12 and that's answer every question with a question, which really goes to what I just started talking about. So why don't you go a little bit deeper with us and give some examples of that? So that's really connected to your point, what we just chatted about, because when a prospect gives you an answer, 
first of all, they're really not listening to everything we're saying at the front end when you meet with them. What they're trying to figure out is, can I trust you? And they're looking at our body language and they're listening a little bit to our answer, but they're comparing you or me against everyone else they have met that has tried to sell them something. It happens very quickly. They're comparing us against all these other people they've met. And there's a feeling that you and I get, I think I can trust this person. Or there's a feeling that you and I get that says, oh, I have to be a little wary. This doesn't feel right, doesn't sound right. I'm gonna guard myself. And when I guard myself in the beginning, I'm trying to figure out, can I trust you? So what I do when you ask me a question is I float this trial balloon, which we just talked about, because I'm not sure I can tell you the real reason yet. So I just say something. And if you believe that and run with that answer, instead of asking me a question, and I'll, I'll give you an example in a second, you're gonna try to solve the wrong issue. And if you don't solve my issue, I'm not buying, right? Because it doesn't solve my issue. Not buying or not selling with you or not? Exactly. You're not being asked to represent them. Exactly. Right. So if I said, let's go back to the example that we were chatting about. Well, I, th I think the I need a little larger space and, you know, our business is growing. And so I just think it's time to look for another commercial space. You might say, Oh, okay. Well, I can solve that. Listen, I've been, a, I've been a commercial real estate agent for 40 years or 30 years or 20 or whatever it is. So I have no problem. I, there's plenty of spaces that I can provide you. None of that answer solves any of my problem. But if you said to me, well, Ed, tell me a little bit about that. What, what, what do you mean you um, need a little bit more larger space? It sounds like your business is doing well. Well, it's doing well. You know, the neighborhood's changing a little bit and the, actually the foot traffic is down a little bit. You would think that it would be up, but it's actually down. Well, tell me, what do you mean it's down? Well, you know, there's some new developments that are a little north of town that I think the people are gravitating towards. And I think I'm losing traffic here and they're heading to that spot. Give me an idea what spot you're talking about. Well, that new crossroads shopping center they just put in up there, it's pretty attractive. And I, I really think my business belongs there. And it's a safe environment and there's plenty of new businesses around there. And I see myself up there. Now that answer I just gave you, because you asked me a couple of questions, is totally different than the answer I gave you when you first asked me, sure. why do I want to move? Sure. And you might say to yourself, well, Ed, why don't you just tell me the real reason why you want to have this transaction or list this business or list this home? And it's all because I just don't know I can tell you the real answer yet because I don't trust you. But when you ask me questions, this turns from a presentation into just two guys talking in the backyard about something. And I start walking towards you. I often advise our clients, if you can bring me to the backyard, have the same tone of voice you use there when you're talking to me, instead of overcomplicating the message, you'll notice I will walk towards you because it's very comforting to go to the backyard and have that kind of conversation. And it all helps me form my opinion. I can trust this person because we're just sitting here talking about something. Yeah. So I want to end this episode with just a couple comments and feel free to jump in is that everything we're talking about applies 
to residential agent and to a commercial agent mm. and really applies to anybody in the sales world whatsoever. So it's real important for our audience to understand those that are thinking about or learning commercial that this isn't commercial driven. This is people and a sales process that the more we get comfortable and understand that the more success we're going to have residentially or commercially or both. Yeah, I'll make this last comment just to underline something you just said. And we started talking about process. Sales should have a process, a common process. The prospect definitely has a process. That process is to buy this piece of property at the lowest possible price. They're going to expect you to do all the talking. They want you to do all the talking and they're going to continue to tell you that they want the lowest possible price. If you go into that discussion without having a process as the salesperson, you're going to get killed because you're going to follow their process. And that's going to lead to what I just described. Not a good, healthy ending for what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, so I just want to make sure our audience is clear. So when you say the prospect expects us to do all the talking, Correct. Okay. Then we've got to reverse that. Correct. Get them to talk the two ears, one mouth thing. And really we've got to go deeper with questions they ask to make sure we really are getting to what the heart of the issue is or really what they're trying to accomplish. Don't expect the first thing you hear to be exactly correct. Peel it back peel it back, peel it back. I will eventually tell you the real reason I'm thinking about listing. Yeah. So every segment we end with the same question, which I know your previous answers and knowing <laughs> what this session was, I expect it to be exactly the same, but do you have any doubt that a residential realtor can be successful transacting commercial real estate? I have zero doubt that a residential real estate agent could sell commercial real estate. Same process, little different customer, big pain. You're the expert. I'm not, you're the professional I'm in real estate. I'm looking for a trusted advisor that I can connect my wagon to to list this property. And it doesn't matter if it's commercial or residential. Okay, great. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors. As a reminder, please subscribe to this podcast to receive new episodes as soon as they are released. For more information on me, my team, and my educational programs, visit my website at www.coachjeffwright.com. Thank you for listening, and here's to your success.